Good morning. I'm Jess Coburn, CEO of Applied Innovations, and today I have with me Devin Burke, who's a well-renowned uh, health and wellness coach. Uh, I believe one of the top 25 health and wellness coaches in America. Um, for those that don't know, my name is Jess Coburn. I'm CEO of Applied Innovations. Applied Innovations is a managed cloud, IT, and cybersecurity company. We help businesses identify risk and address it before it becomes a problem. One of the things that we do is help them with their computers. But today, so many businesses are finding challenges dealing with everything that's going on around social distancing and the coronavirus that I've taken upon myself to interview various uh, experts in various areas with information that I felt would be useful to business owners, CEOs, and business leaders, as well as their employees to talk about the things that are going on in their life. Our health and wellness is definitely one of those. So I'd like uh, Devin to kind of speak about himself and what he does. Good morning, Devin. Yeah. Good morning. Thanks for having me on the on your show, Jess. I appreciate it. It's a yeah, very timely uh, conversation here. And uh, so a little bit about me. My name is Devin Burke. I work with high achievers. I help them do deep work on themselves and re-prioritize uh, what their focus is, and specifically their health and wellness, so that they can show up with more peace, power, and presence. And I'm also the founder of Sleep Science Academy, and the mission is really simple there is to help people sleep. The 40 plus million Americans that have insomnia. And uh, so that's what I'm up to in the world. That's awesome, Devin. So I'm excited. Devin, let, let's take a, a moment and talk about the coronavirus. So with the outbreak of the virus, many of these individuals are finding themselves practicing social distancing. That's got to be difficult. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, a lot of people, it's, it's, we're trying to establish a new norm. You know, people that, that are used to going into the office and, and having interactions with coworkers and it's, it's, we're establishing a new norm and there's heightened anxiety, obviously about, you know, the uncertainty of the, you know, the economics of our country. There's a lot of fear, a lot of heightened stress and on top of the social distancing, which adds another level of stress. So it's, um, it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's time right now, I think, that we need to refocus on self-care and prioritizing, uh, you know, really ourselves and, and our families and stay connected. Because right now, even though there's social distancing going on, there's, I mean, we're, we're, we're connecting right now, right? So there's other ways of staying connected. And I think it's even more important now to not isolate just because you're social distancing, don't isolate yourself because that's the last thing that, you know, you should do when you're feeling stress and anxiety. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, we got to stay connected. That's fantastic feedback. You know, it's really easy to just kind of sneak away into your cave or your, your, your office, your hole and hit your safe space and just be like, okay, I'm here. I'm just going to focus on work. I'm just going to, I'm just going to pound it out all day for 12 hours that you forget you have a family and you have friends that you need to interact with. And uh, I know for myself, you know, just thinking about it, having that conversation, I've been putting in probably 16 hour days working from home the last couple of days, just because there's so much going on with the business and the family. Yeah. And um, it's a lot of stress when we're, uh, when we're dealing with that stress, what are some of the things we can do? Yeah, I mean, the first thing is it's it's taking breaks. I mean, a lot of people are not used to working from home. A lot of people are have all this extra stress. So it's, you know, giving yourself a chance to literally unplug 
and, and take that much needed break, whether it's, a, I, I've been seeing in my neighborhood, a lot of people out and about walking and, you know, getting outside and giving yourself, you know, time to actually expand some of that contracted energy. Because when we're focused on our, our business or we're dealing with problems, you know, our energy is contracted and we need to, you know, expand that energy. And there's a lot of ways of doing that, but the easiest way is literally to get outside, to move your body, to breathe, drink water, and, and just give yourself a physical and mental break. You know, mini breaks throughout the day. I mean, it, it makes such a huge difference as far as how you feel, because it's kind of like you're hitting a little reset button, and then you can go back into that focused, you know, uh, whatever it is that you need to focus on. But if you're constantly hitting the reset button throughout the day, at the end of the day, you're not going to have all this tension and pressure and stress build up, which then could interfere with you getting you know, the sleep that you need. So hitting that reset button constantly throughout the day is like right now super, super important. Um, yeah. And, you know, so there's there's a lot of ways of doing that, too. So for the, the managers and the business owners out there, they should encourage their employees to step away. Since they're home and they've got the kids, take that five minutes with the kids, take the five minutes with the puppy, maybe take them for take them for a walk so he relieves himself. A hundred percent. I think it's it's so important. And, you know, even setting like a timer, you know, and, and giving yourself a, t a timer to, you know, remind yourself to take a break is super important right now. It's in, it's. Yeah. In your opinion, how often should we be breaking? You know, it, it really depends on the person, but at least every hour, at the very minimum, I would say. Uh, you know, some for me personally, I, I do 30-minute blocks, so I'll be focused for 30 minutes, and then, you know, I'll, I'll take a break. And depending on the type of work that you that you do, how mentally taxing it is, and sort of the, you know, is it creative work or is it what type of work it is? That kind of depends. But you know, I think everybody can have a sense of when they feel that kind of tension and stress build up in their, their mind body and you start to kind of maybe get a little fuzzy or you just kind of get a little anxious or whatever. That's like, that's the time that's your mind body saying, Hey, it's time to hit the reset button, you know, go, you know, take, take some time, breathe, you know, listen to some music. And then there's a lot of ways of, of, of you know, hitting that reset button, but it's so important to do it. Uh, so it's kind of like something you got to feel into. Good. That's great advice. What about um, connecting with other people? How can we connect with other people when we're still social distanced? Yeah, that, that's a great question. I mean, like what we're doing right here, face, there's FaceTime, there's Teams, there's Zoom. There's a lot of amazing uh, applications. One of my clients actually just, you know, we were, we were having this discussion. His little girl is having a birthday party. And obviously they're not bringing all the kids to the, to the birthday party. So they're doing a virtual birthday party, which is amazing. So they're, you know, they're, they're getting all their kids on a Zoom or a Teams or some sort of platform to just sing to her and, and kind of hang out together online. So I thought it was, it's awesome. So it's like we're so blessed right now that we have uh, tools to stay connected. Like if you think about you know, 50 years, 100 years ago, and you know, like during a world war or something like that, people didn't have these tools of staying connected. You were isolated in your home. And like, and so now we have this beautiful opportunity that we could still stay connected and, and check in on our friends and our family and, and get work done with our teams because of technology, it's awesome. Yeah, I think uh, video just really amplifies that ability to connect, right? Because you're able to see the emotion, the energy. I mean, I'm able to feed off of your energy here and really pick up on it. And it's, it's fantastic.
you can you get that feedback of hey look he's buying it he's 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 got it he's on the same wavelength or maybe he's not i need to adjust it's really useful yeah video right now is a hundred percent i i couldn't agree with you more jess so that's so important to be able to see the person you're speaking with it, it does add a different dynamic just than, than over the phone it's like you're actually kind of feel like you're there with the person yeah. So what about what about physical activity? I know uh, a lot of workers, you know, we spend eight hours in the desk. What, what can we do to be more physical? Yeah. So, again, going to that reset button. So right now, you know, in my home office, I actually I, in, in, in my office that I work out of home, I have a standing desk. I'm a huge, huge believer of, you know, having a getting up and down. You know, we, we sit pretty much all day and it's just not good for our bodies. It's not good for our energy. So, I mean, you don't have to go as far as redoing your entire office, but just again, getting the reminder of getting up out of your seat, you know, moving around uh, and, and setting a timer to kind of get you in the rhythm of doing that. It, it really makes a huge difference. Like, I can't tell you just how many of my clients uh, started doing this from, from just being seated for hours and they're like, it was a game changer. Their energy's you know, just you're thinking clear when you're on your feet, you're naturally more energized. So again, setting the reminders important because it's so easy to just get super focused on whatever it is that you're doing that you just forget. Right. That's good advice. So stand up, take breaks. Um, if you can stand, stand at a standing desk to change, change up your energy. That's, that's good. Um, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people have their set schedule when they go into the office today, right? They wake up in the morning, they stop at Starbucks, they go into the office, they have a couple of meetings, walk over, talk to, you know, Colleen over here and, you know, all that. Their schedules have changed. Now they're going to find themselves at work. I know for myself, when I first started working at home some time ago, and one of the reasons why I was against it was that I became a hermit. I found that I was working long hours and I was burning out. And uh, that was one of the motivations for me to start going to the office and push for the employees being in the office. But when our company transitioned from being a, an office company to a virtual company and we had all the employees start going remote, initially I didn't because, because of that experience. But it took about six months and I found that I was working from home more frequently and I was actually more productive and I was able to find that balance. What's your advice for people when they're looking for that balance? Because it's really easy to, to miss out on that. Yeah, I, well, I think it's, you know, right now, if you were going to an office and now you're, you're home-based, keep doing what you normally would do, except that you're not going to the office. So get up, shower, shave, put some nice clothes on, don't be in your pajamas, right? And, and, and then get into a, a space that you can work. So if you don't have a space, create a space. It, you know, we, we don't know how long this is going to be, be going on for. So create a space where you could focus, but don't really change the routine that much. You know, the only thing that really has to change is that you're not driving to work, right? So creating that, that optimal space where you could focus. But I think now is a perfect time to, you know, even reevaluate your morning routine. You know, a lot of people just get up and, you know, they top in the shower and they grab a coffee and they're out the door. Maybe now you have a little bit more time to, Go for a walk, uh, start the day with some some movement, or start a meditation practice, or a gratitude practice, or you know create some space to pray if you if that's something that you believe in. Uh, but it's a great time right now, I think, to reevaluate how you start your day. 
Because if you don't have to rush out the door and you have that 30 minute, 60 minute commute, that's 30, 60 minutes you have to do something that could prepare you for the day that normally you maybe didn't have the time to do, right? I never thought about that. You know, that time that you're gaining back is a perfect time to go for that walk or that exercise, hit the treadmill, you know, yeah. meditate, do do whatever it is. That's fantastic. I didn't even think about that. Um, you know, one of the things I found for my employees that I push for is to have that separate space because that gives them that separate, that mental separation of I'm at work and I'm at work. You know, there's there's your work from home and your home from work. You know your work from home, but your family thinks you're home from work. And it's it's important to remember that. So by having that dedicated space, it's really good. The other thing I try to um, press on my employees is to punch out. If you're you know nine to five, five o'clock comes, yabba dabba do Fred Flintstone. <laughs> and you know, cover the computer up, close the laptop, whatever it is, put it away. So that you know, I'm no longer at work. Even though I'm still home, I can still be in the same living room, the same computer sitting there. Maybe I'm going to use it for friends and family. You have to have that separation. That's so, so important. I mean, you know, I call it closing out your day. So doing something that mentally and physically closes out the, the work day so that you can transition into the family time or the self time. And whether that's putting a blanket over the the you know the computer monitor or close to the monitor, putting it somewhere, or you know just getting out of your office if you have an office, those transitions are super important because it is very easy to blur the the work life and and life. And I, I don't really believe in work life balance. I believe in work life integration. It's you can't really separate them, but you can you can do things to like what we're talking about, which is to to kind of compartmentalize and 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 sort of close them out and put them in buckets to then mentally give yourself the, the space of okay, I'm transitioning into something else. And I would say even change your clothes. So if you have clothes that you work, you're you're doing nine to five and you're working from home and you have your work clothes, you know, change it to a different outfit. You know, take, you know, so do something that that there's a clear transition between I'm working. So I'm not working and make it clean and, and, and then just stick to it. You know, Devin, it's interesting. I was smiling because you said work-life integration, not work-life balance. That's kind of that generational, you know, um, millennial thinking of that work-life integration. It's really interesting. Um, I'm kind of in that middle place as far as, you know, I was raised to, Hey, you have to have work-life balance, work-life balance. But I have found myself being more work-life integration. Um, I know a lot of business owners believe in work-life balance and that work-life integration. Can you kind of talk a little bit more about work-life integration and how you manage that and how they should think about that and think about the way that their employees are thinking? Because I believe a lot of their employees are going to think the same way you are, whereas they're going to think the same way as me. They're looking for balance, but the employees want integration. Yeah. I mean, it's it depending on who you are and what type of job you have, that's going to, that's kind of going to determine how to navigate through that. But it's, to me, work-life integration is knowing yourself and knowing how you're most productive, when you're most productive, and then it's drawing boundaries around that. So it all comes down to communication. And again, it really depends on what your job is and, and sort of the role in that. 
but integrating your work into your life, it's, it's something that I think can make you even more productive, but you gotta, you gotta know yourself. And, and that's, that's at the end of the day, the more you can learn about yourself and how you operate, when you operate the best, that's going to allow you to be more productive and then to integrate your work into your life more. So for some people, for instance, an example, maybe some people that have creative jobs, they get this amazing burst of creativity later at night. So maybe those people, rather than having that clear nine to five, they, you know, the schedule shifted a little bit. They have their, they start a little bit later and then they're doing that creative work late at night. I mean, it's, it's a little bit different, but it's, it's, so it's, again, it's knowing yourself and then knowing, okay, when am I most productive? When am I most energized? And if you're able to integrating your work into that time to then really have the best outcomes, but it's, it's, that's kind of a loaded question because it really depends on who you are and what you're doing. But it's interesting, right? Because, uh, it's an opportunity for a lot of business owners and, and managers and leaders to reevaluate the way their employees work and how they're most effective. I mean, when we take an employee out of his house and we put him in the office, we put him in the cube. Oh, I don't know what in the world that is. When we, we take them in, that's the school board calling me. Let me know probably that uh, there's free school lunch. Give me a second here. So yeah, apparently there's free school lunch today. <laughs> uh, they, want, they want to make sure. That's good. That. That's but good. anyway, which is important, and I hope that people are taking advantage of that that need it. But um, when we take an employee and we take him out of his home and we bring him into the office, we put him in the cube. We're kind of taking that that round peg and putting it in that square hole. But it's working because we're able to control the square hole and control the peg when we have him there. Now yeah. that that peg's back in his natural element. We need to remember, hey, we might be able to get more out of this employee if we're a little more lenient and a little more understanding when we adjust. Let's be a little bit more flexible in these times. We may find huge benefits in it. May not work, but I'm betting dollars to donuts, it's going to work better. Yeah, and that's that's really interesting that you bring this up because I think that a lot of people are going to find that. And a lot of jobs that maybe before they wouldn't have the uh, ever think about allowing their employees to work from home are going to realize like, hey, maybe this isn't such a bad thing. You know, maybe we can we can have be a little bit more flexible with, you know, having people work from home because they're getting even more done. And I think it, I, I'm really, really interested in seeing how that pans out uh, and, and kind of what companies do after this whole kind of shit. It'll be interesting. It's an experiment, right? Yeah, it's, so, it's exciting. I it is exciting. For myself and for my employees, it was one of the best things I ever did. Absolutely one of the best things I ever did. My employees are more productive. Um, we're working the way our customers work. We're prepared for this in a way that we may not have been prepared before. You know, for us, it's business as normal. Everyone else is, oh my God, we have to get a VPN. We have to do this. We have to do that. It's business as normal. And because we're a South Florida-based IT company, we're aware of hurricanes and we know on an annual basis that our, employee, that our customers are going to have to do this. We've already prepared our customers for this too. For them, it was that initial 30 minutes or so. They're good, man. We check in on them every couple of days, make sure everything's good. People aren't having problems. They're they're happy. We had a couple employees that had to take their computer home because their their office computer could do things their home computer couldn't do. It was easy. It was no problem. But this has been great. Um, let's talk about sleep because I know that's kind of a, a big deal for you these days. Um, what can we do to get better sleep these days? Yeah, so it all comes down to just managing stress. 
The number one reason that most people have issues with their sleep is because they don't understand how to healthily deal with stress. So, so really the conversation becomes, what can we do to better manage stress? Because that's, that really, if you are, I call, I call it mastering your stress. Cause I don't think managing is enough. Managing is kind of deal, dealing with stress when it happens. Mastering stress is training your body and having techniques and strategies to prepare for stressful events. That's when you become a master. So having a practice like a meditation practice, a mindfulness practice does wonders for your productivity, your energy, and your sleep. And the, the fact of the matter is when you don't get the sleep you need, that increases your stress. So there's a bi-directional link between sleep and stress. So how do you get off that bi-directional sort of vicious cycle of I'm stressed, so I'm not sleeping and I'm not sleeping. So my, my stress is going up. It's you deal with the stress. So, you know, for a lot of people in the moment, like we talked about, moving your body is a great way of releasing tension and pressure from the body. Uh, meditating is, I'm a huge believer in mindfulness and meditation. And the one that I love the most, the app, it's, there's, a, there's great tools to learn how to do this. And it's not something that monks do. It's, it's just like, this is 21st century. This is, I think everybody needs to have a practice like this. And uh, Sam Harris has an app called Waking Up. Awesome, amazing, amazing mindfulness training. So learning ways of getting perspective as well, because a lot of times when we get stressed, specifically like right now, a lot of times we're getting stressed because we lost perspective. So having ways of reeling yourself in when you lose perspective and how do you do that is you ask yourself better questions. So a lot of people are right now are, what if this, or what if that, what if the, you know, the economy goes even worse, or what if I lose my job or what if that, what if question is a dangerous question. So when you find your mind starting to go into these, I call them a mind rev, where what if this, and then it stacks, well, if that happens, and what if that? It's like, first notice the thinking around it as unintelligent, right? And then get perspective. And, and that says, you know, take a minute to actually think, well, So, Devin was right in the midst of a fantastic point, <laughs> and literally, I was like, "This is it. This is this is this is the piece." And then the video froze, and we lost him. <laughs> so, Devin, um, we were talking. You were talking about mindfulness and the importance of meditation, and you had mentioned an app. Can you kind of go through that again? Yeah, so wake, Sam Harris, who's a phenomenal meditation teacher, very, I mean, this guy is incredible. Uh, his background is, is extraordinary. He has an app called Waking Up, and right now you can download the app and get a month free, which is fantastic. And he's just a fantastic teacher. I mean, unbelievable. I've tried pretty much all of these meditation apps, and his by far is, is the best. And it's, uh, it's, just, it's just incredible. It literally... It changes your life. I, I feel that strongly about it. Um, mm -hmm. Mindfulness and meditation literally uh, has changed my life and the lives of a lot of people that, that I've coached into it. Um, so now, you were talking about um, how you get these thoughts and negativity in your head and you start to get this rev circle. The mind rev. 
Yeah. yeah. So we were talking about stress mastery, uh, and and that's part of that is is really about gaining perspective, right? And so we to gain perspective, it's just a matter of redirecting the questions that we ask ourselves. So that that presupposes that you're aware of what's going on in your head, which is why meditation and mindfulness is so important. That's like the foundation of stress mastery is actually becoming aware of the thinking that creates the stress. And then the next step is then to ask yourself better questions. I mean, there's a lot of tools and techniques that I use um, from all the, the trainings that I've been through, but but that's that's like the, the training wheels is just become aware of the thinking and how you can do that is when you start to feel not good in your body, or you start to feel stress and we all hold stress in our bodies and sometimes it's in our stomach or our back or our we have headaches. That's just your body saying, hey, you're stressed. Then you, you go into the thinking. Well, what am I thinking about right now? Oh, I'm thinking about if I don't get this project done, then, um, you know, my boss, I might get fired or whatever it is. And a lot of times that thinking isn't really true. Right. It's it's it could be true, but a lot of times it isn't true. So this is like, you know, we can really go in, into the depths of this. But just just giving you a little taste of, of when you start to understand the unintelligent thinking that creates the stress, you start to be able to master your stress. You're going to sleep better. And when you sleep better, you're going to have less stress. So that's it's I mean, we could I could tell you all about sleep hygiene and, you know, not eating three hours before bed and not being on your computer and getting the blue light in your eyes and, uh, you know, setting up an optimal bedroom to, you know, one that's cold, dark and quiet. I mean, there's a lot of other things that you can do, but putting all that aside, if you just start to uh, become aware of the unintelligent thinking that's creating the stress, that alone will transform your sleep. That's awesome. That, that's great feedback. I'm glad you were able to get back in so we could have that point. Um, you started, you had mentioned the, uh, the sleep science Academy. Yeah. The sleep science Academy. Tell me a little bit about that and what you're doing there. Yeah. So sleep science Academy, we're on a mission to help the 70 plus million Americans that have issues with sleep, sleep. Now 40, 40 million Americans have insomnia. That's the most common issue. And there's not a lot of great solutions for insomnia. A lot of people, they go to sleeping pills, they go to supplements like melatonin, and we help them with a holistic approach, get and stay asleep. Even if you have issues your entire life sleeping, I can help you sleep. And uh, I'm very passionate about it because I believe that sleep is the foundation of health. You know, if you, and if you think about it, we can go, you know, a, a couple of minutes without air, right? The next thing, a couple of days without water. Then the next most important thing is sleep from a physiological standpoint. We can go weeks without food. We can go years or months without exercise, but sleep is that next critical piece. And I believe that, you know, when people sleep better, and I, I don't just believe this, this is proven, you're, you're more intelligent, you're more able to handle stress, and you come up with new, innovative, creative ideas. So I believe, you know, when leaders are, are focusing on increasing their energy, and they're doing good things to, to get the good sleep that they need. They're able to show up in a, in a better way, lead their teams, come up with new solutions. And um, in my TEDx talk that I gave, I actually took 20 high performers between this six-week case study. And we looked at how increasing quality of sleep, how that translated across their, their, their waking lives in three areas, their energy, their mental performance, and their emotional stability. 
And 90% of the participants said that those three areas on the days that they got better sleep were improved. So it's, there's a really strong correlation uh, and it's the sleep science actually, I mean, when you really look at the science around sleep, it's, I mean, that's what got me so passionate about it because now there's actually real data, real science that shows when you're not sleeping, you are not cognitively showing up the same way. You're actually a lot of times showing up like you're drunk and you, you, you go to a party and you ask somebody that's drunk, oh, you, you feel pretty good. And a lot of times, ah, oh, no, I'm fine. Same with sleep. You don't realize that you're not fully energized and you're not fully present. You're not bringing those ideas to your, your company or your team. And, um, and that changes when you, when you get sleep. Cool. And where can people find out more about the Sleep Science Academy? Yeah, sleepscienceacademy.com and uh, devinburke.com. That kind of will take you to Sleep Science Academy too. So, but sleepscienceacademy.com, we have awesome resources, free resources for entrepreneurs, uh, for insomniacs. Uh, sleep supplement guides and all kinds of free things that you can go and, and learn how to, you know, really how do you manage your stress to get better sleep? And there's a lot of tools on, on the, uh, on the website. Cool. Devin, as we, uh, as we circle back to what businesses are doing today with working remote and everything's going on, is there anything we missed that you think we should touch on? I think right now it's really, it's really important that everyone gains perspective and and everyone really stays positive because it's it's we're at a time right now where there's a lot of negativity and and i think it's you know one of the thing the, the things that i think we could touch on right now is just you know check the news but not every five minutes right yeah. like maybe right. once a day because it's just a constant stream of bad news and right now i think everyone especially leaders and business owners really need to step up and be leaders and be examples to their employees and their communities and their families of, of strength and certainty and not fear and uncertainty, which I think it's easy to fall into that when you listen to what's going on in the news. So that's that's the only last little bit I'll, I'll throw in here. That's, that's great. Um, I think that's the perfect place to end it. Devin, I appreciate everything. Thank you for taking the time to do the video twice. <laughs> and, uh, and hey, you know, technology, these systems are just getting overwhelmed. So who knows what happened? But I, yeah, uh, that, that's probably what happened. I think uh, I think that there I know we've seen issues with uh, we're using Microsoft Teams. We've seen issues where at the beginning of Microsoft Teams, the video quality isn't that great, but that it kind of dials in. I think I've had another issue where someone called in on the phone and actually couldn't get in using the phone system. It took them a couple tries because the lines were overwhelmed. So these things are going to happen. Businesses are adjusting. You know, technology is adjusting too. Yep. But we're going to get there, and everything's going to be good. Devin, That's thank right. you so much for taking the time to, to meet me and, and chat. And uh, I do want to make mention of one thing. You know, the CyberSide chats have been popular. I've created a new podcast. You can find it at cyberside.chat. So just, just cyberside.chat. And uh, I've taken these videos, I've converted them to just the audio and made them just the podcast. And uh, I'm really excited about it. So thank you again for being part of this. Yeah, thank you for having me. Appreciate it, Jess.